And uh, joined now by Gujwa Makakula, who's equity sales analyst at Avio Capital Markets. Uh, thanks for coming through. Morning and morning to the listeners. Now let's start by uh, looking at what the U.S. Fed is likely to do. Uh, do you think that uh, they will hike those rates in September or December or at all this year, Gujwa? Uh, I definitely believe that September is not really in the in the framework at the moment. It's most likely going to be December. I guess also, I guess there is, has been a lot of hawkish comments coming from Fed members indicating that they want to raise rates sooner rather than later. But after the weaker jobs data that we saw, weaker than expected jobs data, uh, we might be expected that uh, they might only increase rates in December rather than September. I guess they are just trying to reduce the amount of volatility in the markets by trying to warn people that they are going to increase rates. Well, um, and, and, and of course, we're all dependent on what happens there and that will fluctuate everything else, everywhere else. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. But um, what will the RAND likely do from this point, considering uh, the U.S. decision along with other local factors? Well, I guess we have some breathing room at the moment. Uh, if they don't hike in September, we will still see that that risk on appeal uh, for that search for yield, uh, generally that global equity, up until the Fed does hike that rate. So there is a bit of uh, there is a bit of there is a bit of a positive prospects for us in the short term. But also, given our political uncertainty, there's also the prospect of our rand uh, having some further weakness. As much as there might be that dollar weakness playing. Into our into our hands for that rand strength that we're seeing, we might start seeing some further rand weakness due to our political uncertainty as well, and the SOL being forced to raise interest rates after the Fed has raised interest rates. And then um, Nadir and I spoke about Steinoff yesterday and some of their uh, acquisitions, and then I see they have now acquired Techie Town. Uh, what will this mean for the company? I guess it just goes to show that Steinhoff is on the trajectory of trying to be one of the biggest uh, uh, biggest companies, uh, like they have mentioned before. And it just goes to show that they are expanding their value chain and their distribution chain. It just goes to, I feel like this business would fit very well with their Pepcor brand and their Pepcor value chain and as well. And it's it's a good acquisition. It also goes to show that Steinhoff is not purely operating in Europe and is also looking for opportunities. And that's very encouraging to see when uh, such a large company needs to continue to search for opportunities. And then, of course, the much talked about iPhone 7. I spoke to Shreshre earlier. She's not impressed. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I probably will just be impressed because it's an iPhone. But um I had a tweet earlier, um, I just found it now, uh, from Maria Pezzane saying, so the iPhone 7 doesn't have a headphone slot, uh, pretty much useless for black people using public transport. Not quite. Uh, because that's going to be useless. But before we talk about, you know, those technical specs, um, the investor concerns around this. I guess we, the investor concerns is that the majority of Apple's income, uh, does come from the iPhone itself, uh, the iPhone product itself. So it is a main concern to where is this company going to grow? Uh, there's going to need a lot of innovation. Uh, going to be there has to be a great invention or some sort of technology coming out of Apple to grow them. I feel like at the moment they have plateaued, and that's what investors are concerned: is what's next for one of the biggest companies in the world. But I guess to their advantage, the problems that Samsung are having at the moment, um, 
because what does this mean for Samsung? And 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 I was just wondering yesterday, wasn't this perhaps a bit opportunistic for iPhone? Uh, okay, maybe not. They did indicate <laughs> that they would be launching in September, but the conditions couldn't be more favorable. Definitely, definitely, an opportune moment. I think. They just saw a great opportunity to do it. But then also it does also raise concerns as well, I guess, as well for what is going to be what is going to be new about the iPhone compared to an iPhone 6. Uh, I guess that's what people are always wondering, because if you also look, people just got an iPhone 6S as well. So mm. now upgrading to an iPhone 7, then there needs to be some sort of greater technology development or evolution. In order for it to be greater, I believe. How long do you think before we see iPhone 8? <laughs> it could be probably next three years. Knowing these guys, probably the next three years. Okay, and then just for the benefit of our listener, can you just explain the, 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 the lack of that um, jack for the headphones? So basically, the lack of the jack is this. I'm not too sure what the technical term is, but on the iPhone, there's going to be an adapter that you purchase from Apple that's going to come. It's going to be an Apple product. So then the headphones are almost going to be almost like in a Bluetooth mechanism. So essentially, you're going to have to only play your music using Apple products. I've seen those headphones. Uh, they were there long before the phone arrived. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're going to leave it this morning. Gujra, thanks so much for coming through. That was uh, Gujra Makakula, Equity Sales Analyst at Avio Capital Markets. And he'll be back with us again tomorrow morning. Not a morning person. Not a morning person. Sakina Kamwendo can change that. AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.